forever. Dog. When your first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Are you ready? I was born ready, except for the C-section. <laughs> what? How do you know that you were born out of a C-section? Because my parents adopted me like three days before I was technically like born. Your parents know your birth mother? Yeah. Do you? No. On purpose? Legally. And you never chose to seek her out? No. You don't have the urge at all? No. That's interesting. I feel like because I know that I was like a one night stand in Belize, baby. Like she went on vacation. She what? was a she was like a twenty one year old. She was a party girl. She <gasps> went on vacation to Belize, hooked up with a beautiful man. I'm assuming because look at me. And then because your face is symmetrical, gorge. <laughs> and then she like I guess because she was like from South Louisiana and like super Catholic, she couldn't have an abortion, so adoption was the option. Wow. Adoption was the option. I'm sure that someone uses that. Adoption was the option. Probably some like white woman in like middle America. Well, adoption was the only option. (laughs) In vitro is very expensive. You're ping-ponging between a lot of different reproductive conversations here. Sorry. You're shook from... uh, We haven't even done the opening yet. No, we haven't. Are you ready for some sloppy seconds? Here we come! I'm Big Dipper. And I'm Meatball. Uh, Welcome to Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. Okay, so um, at the time that we are recording this, Alabama continues to be trash. Continues. I saw some picture on Twitter of the governor like signing that... The, the law. Oh, God. And like smiling. And then the caption was like, we're making history because of the, our beliefs in Christian values. And fa-. and you're just so like. So gross. It's truly psychotic. I don't understand how in today's world this is even still like a thing that's. I guess because it's a bunch of old white men or, or it's a bunch of old men. It doesn't matter. Not what even color. old. And they are all white. Why, but like, why, why, why? I just need to know why they're against the abortion, and like, with all the things that we know, it's about systemic oppression. It's about young people, or not, not young people. It's about impoverished people who don't have access to private health care, who don't have the funds to leave the state. Any any sort of like rich connected family who lives it be in best Alabama for our country to just be like, look, if they don't want to have the kids, that's pro- we're probably better off as a country for having fewer. people. Of course, people. but our country never does anything that's best for the country. True. Um, it, not it, not that I mean we aren't a political podcast, but obviously we are like solid minded people who find you know appalling things appalling. Yeah. The mo- like literally two days ago, I like when I first started reading about this in Alabama, I also got um, an offer to come perform in Alabama, uh, <laughs> and I was like, well, I'll come down there and take your money. I'll take your money from a bunch of gay dudes. Um, yeah, it's psychotic. Like the fact that they can't ban assault rifles, but will ban an but abortion. We're just good on killing those abortions. So you were in Nashville. I twas. I twas in Nashville. <laughs> Ew. I play Nashville. It was Which a is, fun time. Play is like such a fucking uh, great club to play. Iconic at. club. Yeah. It was iconic. so iconic. <laughs> they really do take care of a gal too, in mm. a way. Like they know. How to run a professional drag show, like, and you as a professional drag queen showed oh up. Oh my god, <laughs> showed up to the club. No, here's the thing: is I thought I was so professional because I packed my suitcase two days before I was leaving. Oh, I sickening. had everything set and ready to go so that I could like lead my life and do stuff and not be up until two in the morning packing. Right. And so I do all of that. I get to Nashville. I get to the airport and like surprisingly, my bag is way lighter than it normally is. It's <laughs> normally right at fifty or like fifty two. And then you and just smile and go, yeah, please. please. <laughs> or like I call them diva or do something and they're like, oh, we'll wave the extra weight. I purposely got a slightly smaller large bag just so I could stop dealing with overpacking it. Well, the issue. It's psycho. Like, ugh. it's it's wild Why do because I the amount take... of things that I actually do have to take. Right. Mine I is need merch. that bigger bag. Like right. I need because I need my wigs to not get crushed. And it's cheaper than taking two bags. When you show up somewhere and you're going to be there for 36 hours and you have a 50 pound bag. I you're know. just like, what? I know. I'm sure they think I'm crazy. Some places it's like I fly in and I turn around and I'm leaving the next day. It doesn't right. make any sense. Okay. So uh, I, I got to the hotel room. I open the thing. I start putting all my stuff out. I do what I normally do, which is I set up my makeup station, then lay out the clothes that I'm going to wear and like steam them. <laughs> and then I fall asleep. Steam them? Yeah. They never look steamed, gal. Because then I just throw them back in the bag. (laughs) But um, 
So then that's when I noticed I didn't have pads, and that's when I like had a full meltdown. I was like, well, at least I brought enough pieces that if I, I do this number, then I can wear this dress, and it'll cover the fact that I don't have pads. And then you were like, cut up a pillow. And then I was like... No, I didn't. Did I say that? Maybe Michael did. Someone yeah. told me to cut up a pillow, and then maybe you said... I said, don't wear pads. <laughs> I said, and I was just like, go out sloppy. Well, and that's what everyone was saying. And I was like, there's no... There's absolutely no fucking way I'm going to walk out there in, like, leotards. Like, f- high French-cut leotards. Uh, yeah, they do. They are a weird They cut. go all the way up over my pads. Because you know what I hate is when a drag queen, all the queens pay attention. <laughs> when you are wearing a leotard and your hip pads are the type that kind of shelf out... Okay. And it rides that shelf. Mm-hmm. I hate that look. I think it looks. You're not a shelf cow. I'm not a shelf cow. <laughs> I like my pads to be smooth and rounded. You know my body. Yeah. Snatch. Smooth and round. Um, so what'd you people, do? So I just took a bunch of towels, including <laughs> the wet fucking bath no. mat. Did you call for more towels? Oh, you weren't in Thought that. Didn't cross the mind. You Thought really? didn't cross the mind to call for more towels. I just grabbed all the towels in that bathroom and placed them on my body in uh, in what looked like pads. And, and how'd you look? Lumpy, but I don't. If you were if you were looking for it, you could see it. I still looked better than Silky Ganache. <laughs> so that's that's that. And mine well, was five wet towels. Uh, all you girls paying attention out there, if you travel and forget your pads, a towel will work. Okay, we're gonna be right back with our guests. better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm-hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of ma- pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 and use code sloppyseconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppyseconds50 at factormeals.com slash sloppyseconds50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. Okay, so today's special guest um, is... Uh, an old friend of mine, a new friend of yours. Yeah. Uh, 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 a brilliant creative mind, an artist and designer. It's uh, Brad Callahan. Also known as B. <laughs> sure. Do people just like call you B. to your face when Ye- they don't know your name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially in Brooklyn, because that was kind of like my drag name. Oh, yeah. All the queens would be like, oh, B. here. But, Did yeah. you start by like designing stuff for queens? 
or no I mean I went to school for fashion design but then I, I was dating a guy who did a lot of like queer performance art mm-hmm. and I started making all of his <laughs> oh performance yeah, art very that, that very moment. that yeah mm. yeah there's a lot of like enemas and ketchup and mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh, we've all seen it queer performance art also involves your anus so much of the time and yeah, yeah. so much fake blood <laughs> yeah. so much fake blood yeah Jesus lights in the mouth you know oh. the whole the whole gag <laughs> laser pointer on your finger oh yeah right. yeah, yeah shooting fully. up your, your your shot on stage uh, oh, yeah. I literally did that for Charlene that yeah. was her that was me I remember I think I remember Charlene <laughs> posting on, on the internet once she was like okay I've done this three times this will be my last time yeah. <laughs> like, the, the gig is done, done. you know yeah. yeah that's so interesting yeah so Brad and I we met, I was freshly how long did you live in Brooklyn Oh, I lived 10 years. Almost. Jesus. Wow. And you lived in New York for how long? Six years. Yeah. Had and we I, not? I was not into the gay scene then. Uh, <laughs> and by that I mean, me? I wasn't, like, I didn't know, I didn't know about like going out to Brooklyn and stuff. I was like at NYU, I was just like being. She was a Manhattan girl. <laughs> just there, just thinking that that's what life meant. Yeah. Before and I, I was only makeup. I was only in New York for I lived in Brooklyn for like three years and then I left so it was quick. So how did you yeah. guys meet? Someone, uh, my friend Ty, uh, who has an, a, a really awesome brand called Intentionally Blank, um, who makes shoes. He was working at Soulstruck at the time, I think, and had worked with you on something. Yeah, but I was working on a music video and I had met Ty and I was asking him about styling and fashion. He was like, "Girl, I'm busy, but you should talk to Brad, who uh, like makes really incredible shit that is, you know, aesthetically up your alley." Well, and we're both Chicago girls, right? Which came together later. Yeah, yeah. But so because you went to school in Chicago. Yeah, and I mean, I had seen you perform. I think at Shane Shane's event. Yes, yeah. in the like, basement. Yeah, that was like one of my first shows in Brooklyn. So that's probably how we. Uh, yeah. And then you've made, I don't know, I probably have 20, if not more, like custom pieces in in my uh, Bicala pieces in my... That's when I first heard about you was when I saw Mary Cherry and Horachata wearing a bunch of your stuff. And I was like, I got to get into this. And then you were doing like, that's when you did the Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. VMA was, was like incredible. How many costumes did you make for that? 31. Okay, so just for anyone listening, Miley, when she hosted the VMAs and launched that album, Miley Cyrus and Her Dead Pets, at the end of it, she did a big performance with all the drag queens from mostly from Drag Race. There were a few, like Cake Moss and a couple other LA girls who weren't Drag Race girls. And how many was it? 31. one. 30 because one girl walked. Name her. We'll bleep it if it's bad. No, I can't remember who is. Now. <laughs> oh, so it's not well, worth it. Not worth it. Then. <laughs> yeah, not worth it. It was one of the ones. It wasn't a wasn't one of the very popular oh, Gina ones. Gina Gum. But she was like, she didn't get enough airtime, so she walked, which is fair. <laughs> you know who got a lot of airtime? Pork chop. Pork chop. Because she fell. Yeah, because she fell. I was gonna say, I was like, you know? <laughs> she fell in the rehearsal, so they made it up to her by giving her a screen like FaceTime. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That is so funny. Uh, How was that? It was crazy and really weird and really crazy. Because <laughs> what? I'm sure they gave you no time and no money. Yeah, I mean, they did. It was okay, but it was also like, they had a month. I had a month to make 31. Oh, wow. So, so one a day. One really? a day, basically. One and, day at a time, go. Yeah, and then um, they like basically sent me the color story from Miley's ice cream. Cone. She had like sprinkles in her ice cream cone. I'm not even joking. I'm like this is the color. That story. is the amount of drugs she's on. Yeah. She's like, you know what? We need we need yeah. a wall of pictures. No, it's just sprinkles. So today. I was actually like really mad because um, or really a bum because they gave me this whole briefing and then they didn't tell me until we're at the final dress rehearsal and they announced Miley Cyrus and her dead pets. And I'm like, you guys didn't tell me that dead pets was the theme of this show. Oh. Like, could you imagine 31 oh, drag dead queens pets. and dead pets? That would have been it, sprinkles <laughs> colors too. Yeah, that would have been, been great. So good, but it was still but... iconic because I would think it was the first time that people had seen like mouths and eyes and faces like that on garments, yeah. like in pot, like or in something that big. But that is such a gag and like such a thing for like I mean I've only I've not you're new to LA I mean yeah. newish and I uh, 
<laughs> oh, we were just passed a note. Yeah. As close to the mic as you can. Well, get up in the game. Like, I'm new to this. I was going to say, have you ever done a podcast before? No, not one. No, no. And I can really? also make that adjustment for you so you don't feel so crazy. Oh, okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can just go free. You know what I mean? Um, because something that I found being out here is like a lot of people will like call you on Tuesday and be like, we're doing this thing on Thursday. Can you handle it? And you're just like, okay, I guess. And a lot of times that's fun. And you're saying a month, obviously. But like they forget to give you some kind of pertinent information. And you're like, literally, I could have made everyone dead pets. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. They really like kind of broke my heart a little. Ugh. I'm not going to lie. That part really like bummed oh me out. <laughs> but I remember watching it. I watched it at home and I was so like. I was gagged. I was so excited for you. I was like, that is so cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was really, truly a dream come true. Like, truly, truly a dream come true. And it's then so ever amazing. since then, it's just been an upward climb. Yeah, it's been a, well, fucking <laughs> tooth and nail, girl. <laughs> tooth and <laughs> nail. And if you aren't, then you're not living in L.A. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, and so recently, um, you just did Lizzo at Coachella. Oh, my yeah. God. Did you do one weekend or both, both weekends? Weekend. Both okay, weekends. Okay, both weekends. Yeah. And did you do her and the dancers or no, just, just her? her. Just Got her. it. That's how, amazing. What was the turn? How fast did you have to do those? I, they gave me a good time. They gave me like two or three weeks. Oh, okay. Amazing. It was a decent amount. Those you know, gorgeous. usually I usually take about a two week lead time. Yeah, is about. But then people always want things last minute. Right. So, what was the clo- like? What was the closest call that you've ever done? And who was it for? Name them. <laughs> Name them. We decided recently this, is, decided a this is a call out, out podcast. podcast. It's a call out and receipts podcast. That should be just a segment, like call out. <laughs> it is every week because you just talk shit about people. Welcome to my show. Jeez, okay. <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. Yeah, for sure. And there's been times when it hasn't worked as well, and you just have to eat it. You oh, know? damn! But that's like that's the name of the game, right? The Lizzo so. thing was cool. So the silver, they were With both the sort of. They both sort of felt superhero-y. Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like I feel like uh, under the right context, most things you do could pivot quickly to become a superhero. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if someone were to draw it in a comic book, sort no. of flying through the air, you're oh, like, well, I yeah, get it. that's like the basis of, you know, my whole gag is my brother my brother corrected comic books when we were little. Oh. And it was all female fronted comic books. So oh. that's where I got a lot of my like kind of inspiration from, and then I got I'm a super big anime nerd, so oh. like a oh. big anime person. Too. That makes sense. So it's like yeah, comic books are totally my gig. That's why everyone looks like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's incredible. Honestly, but you couldn't make this fatty look like no. A stop! I was oh. just gonna say when I wear your shit, I feel so empowered because first of all, when you're this sounds. I mean. This sounds hoity-toity, and then that sounds old. But uh, <laughs> when you're when you're able to wear something custom, you know, it just fe- you feel like, well, this was made for me. Yeah. So you feel like powerful in that moment. But then, like, just like when you're wearing something of yours, it doesn't look like anything else. It's so unique. And then when you're on stage doing it, and like when you're traveling around the country to like clubs that aren't in New York City or aren't in LA and you like pulled this like shimmering garment with your like tits cut out and like uh, you made this really great uh, Velcro uh, like daisy floral thing where like the petals oh. come off so I could like <laughs> love me love me not strip away like it just people are like their jaws drop open and they're like what is even happening and it's so it fe- you feel very powerful. Yeah. Have you ever felt powerful on stage <laughs> meatball? Often. I don't have a bikala but I'm almost rich enough. Girl, it's girl. just a text message away. Yeah, but then like it's two weeks, and in two weeks, you know I'm not going to want to wear it. I'm just like, <laughs> that wasn't the design that I bored. thought. And then I was like, oh, I changed it. Anytime I work with somebody, it's literally like, it's a nuisance for them, and I constantly apologize for being crazy because I text them like three times a day wanting something changed like minutely, or like, did we go over this one little section right here? Because oh, I want yeah. this like this, and like, and I'm just not fun to work with, so I just make my own stuff that's good i mean i feel like that i appreciate that honestly oh do you yeah. i feel like people i feel like it gets on people's nerves because it's like overly specific when i appreciate you making your own stuff oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Well, it's also. <laughs> I'm done, you bitch! No, that's not shady. That's not totally not shady. I think it's like, I mean, I obviously got into fashion because I wanted to make things for myself. Like, yeah. a, you know, and that's why I did it. And so I think I really believe in like the DIY culture. In fact, it's not really that hard. You just put it through, a, ram it through a sewing machine. Yeah. Not to discredit myself. <laughs> <laughs> the pattern making is the hard yeah, part. That's like, like where math and shit gets involved. Yeah, and I, it's just like, but I love the idea. I love the people. I wish more people would sew more because yeah. people think it's a really big mystery and it's not really. And I think people used to sew a lot more back in the day because I've been going through vintage clothes and stuff and I was in one shop and she was like, yeah, the seams, they left a lot of seam allowance so that you could like rip it out and make it custom for yeah. yourself. And people just don't do that anymore. No, no, no totally. They it's more buy expensive. their shirt for $7 and throw it away after yeah. wearing it three times. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> um, I want to talk about Azalea Banks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you listen to her Instagram story last night? Because I did. No, I didn't have an hour, so <laughs> I didn't have enough time to click well, I was, through I was the... patterning, so I just let it... <laughs> You want to play? It's basically yeah. a podcast. That's what she said. Yeah. And she essentially, this is my podcast. At the end of it, she's like, "Sorry, I've been rambling, but this is my podcast." Did she, did she film the... anything, or was it on black? Because like a lot of times she just, yeah, oh my god, just, yeah. But I feel like what is holding it down, or does she just record it and then upload? You it? can put it on hands free, oh. and then it just records. Oh god, what a and nightmare. you know there are probably so many phone hacks where you could just record a video and then or it like upload. bypasses the thing and upload, but. She literally, like, you think that's, like, funny. You're, like, at the end of it, she's, like, oh, yeah, I guess that was my podcast. It's, like, it's actually an ingenious way to, like, put out long-form content yeah. is via an Instagram story. Yeah. And you're, like, you continue to be a revolutionary somehow. Like, somehow she's <laughs> still inventing new ideas. And you're, like, Quit well. giving her credit for yeah. shit. I just mean it's Stop real. It. Like, you can't, you can't ignore the fact that she does do a lot of innovative shit. Yeah, constantly. Speaking of, you made so many clothes for her over so the years. So many. Yeah. So What's that many. like? Yeah, talk to us about it. I mean, because when I first met you, you had done a bunch of stuff for her, and you were in Bushwick. Yeah, I mean, she was really my first client, and um, <clears throat> I haven't worked with her in a while, mm -hmm. but I think that that's a large part of just like where she's at career-wise. And that was not meant to sound shady at all. No, like she's not. You know, she's not really yeah, she's doing not doing stuff. Right yeah, now. like especially when she was working with me, the record label was footing the bill. So uh, like, yeah. you know, she didn't care, um, and it was great, and she gave me a lot of freedom. But it wasn't like we worked very closely together or anything like that. It was, you know, she was just like, I need outfits, do it, and I did it. And it was like my first gigs. So I was super hungry and able to make all these crazy things yeah. that I never, <laughs> you know. So it just I went mean, really insane because they were wild. Yeah. How did you like start coming up with like doing the spikes or like adding on the extras, like the tongues and all the extra accoutrement? And if but, you don't know what we're talking about, go, go on Instagram. Instagram. It sounds it's wild, and some of them Bicala, are just. Bicala Bicala on Instagram. It's B C A L L A twice. Yeah. And you'll get you'll you'll get what we're talking about. Um, actually, I was at, I went to the Natural History Museum in New York, and in the gift shop there was a dinosaur backpack. Oh. oh, and I was like, "This is really easy and really amazing, and I'm going to use it." <laughs> and you do now. You're making bags. Yeah. You've been for a little bit. Yeah. Backpacks. I do it. I kind of make whatever I want, which is yeah, so I like that. Because you you'll know. just like throw stuff up on your Instagram, being like, "There's more of these in the shop," or like, "Oh, the cutout dresses are so kind." Girl, I don't understand why you're not buying the clothes. I just feel like I'm too fat. Look at me! Yeah. <laughs> Look at Lizzo! That's that was custom! He does custom! I know! But I just explained how difficult I am I to just, work with! I just don't think you're hip enough. I'm I don't think you're like cool enough to pull it off. Yeah, I'm a little old lady. <laughs> we just we just talked about how on the road, Meepal padded his body with hotel towels. I know, I was watching. <laughs> oh my god, it was wild. I really do, I stalk you a lot, Meepal. Oh, I watch you I a literally, lot. If I see him downtown, I'll record him on my Instagram yeah. story. And I'll be like, Diva alert! And I'm like, he either thinks I'm funny or crazy. No, I think it's funny. I just think funny. So, I mean, because obviously you were you were always working with queer people, working with drag queens, the VMAs, I feel like that moment propelled you further within the community of like drag race girls, which is a different level of drag queen client because they have like a little more coin to spend. Yeah, I mean, it's really weird too because also. That was 
a while ago now. So Drag Race still wasn't really what it is today. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been right when it was starting to get to where it is today. Because yeah. that was Violet and Pearl season, which is the first season that social media really had that like huge impact in totally. it. Totally. Yeah. Um, and even now, especially with Instagram, we're looking at something that's a totally different beast. You know, when we were looking at like the reigning queens before, they were barely at a million. Now the girls are hitting a million before the they even over. over. Right. And like a million followers doesn't really mean anything yeah. anymore. You know, in terms of influencer, fifty thousand over there. Yeah. Go. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like in terms of influencer marketing oh, and that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Like, right. really, and like, it's so it's kind of crazy in that context. Um, but yeah, so it. But before that, I was working with Gaga. I was working with Azealia. I was working with other with other higher level people. So totally. it was actually just like kind of doing the same thing, but with less hassle because there's not so many so much bureaucracy around it. You know, if you're uh, doing something for like Gaga or something, you have to get like 15 rounds of sketches approved. And where's the money? And is it coming in three months? Is it coming now? Is it? Do you have 24 hours? Do you have 24 days? Like. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> God, it seems like such a stressful job. And I think I remember there was like some Gaga project when I like stopped by to pick something up and you were like, oh, they just told me they doubled the dancer count. Now I have to do all that. Like, it just seems oh, so shit. hectic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't do a lot of that anymore, thank God. <laughs> but when I was first starting out, yeah, I was, I was working a lot with them and it was always something like that. Yeah. Because, you know. And they'd be like, oh, it's blue. Now it's green. <laughs> and you're like, I bought it all. Yeah. Right. Oh, I'm God. selling it all. Right. Yeah. Um, but you were, you went on the road with Violet, or occasionally. Yeah, do that, no, I or... did do a, I did do a small stint with that, and that was crazy, and it was really crazy to see the other side of Drag Race in that context too, which like was... the getting ready portion. No, like the I'm at the club until four in the morning. I get to my hotel room. I have to get out of drag. I get on the plane at five in the morning. I'm in the next, you know, I'm in drag again. I'm at the next thing. Like we had a situation in one of the clubs where we literally get out of the car and there's this young trans boy just like bawling, bawling. He's like, I came here to see you. And then they won't let me use the, the men's restroom. Because you know they they've clocked me or whatever, and Vyle's just like you know you're like in that situation where you're like what the fuck do you do? Where there's this person that's like your fan and they're really experiencing some injustice, but the person who's cutting the check is like, you know, like yeah. right, you're at your job, you're at your job, you're just walking up to the gig. Like this is such a bad way to enter the gig where you have to go and meet all these people and be this person, but in the first thing you're confronted with is this, like, like, crying trans boy that, like, can't, can't use the bathroom at your gig, which doesn't even make sense, like, you know? Right. Yeah. You're, like, politically, that doesn't even make you're sense. You're, like, what gig <laughs> is this? <Yeah. laughs> so, that kind of thing, and, like, all the pressures that come with that, you know, I definitely saw a lot, like, I worked some of the conventions with her, Oof. and, like, saw people hand over, you know, binders full of handwritten notes about how they haven't committed suicide because of her and like it's crazy you know that kind of that's that level the, of fandom yeah that's wild there's like I see, I see that at DragCon a lot like 12 year old girls like crying into the laps of these drag queens who yeah. were just like I did not sign up for this yes. part of this. Like, right. you sign up to be like, um, maybe just like a public figure, and if you touch a few lives along the way, you're good. But like, you didn't sign up to be their therapist, and their first meeting you is like a therapy session. Yeah. Like, I watched Aquaria like nicely pat someone and being like, you're crying on my dress. Like, it was not good. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's. I, I'm glad that, you know, it's so nice to have those role models for those kids, but it's a lot for someone to handle. <laughs> I don't like kids. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like kids. I don't fucking like kids. Wait, you told me, recently told me a story about... Um, that you were called in to style Grace Jones. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> See, I bring the research, meatball. <laughs> Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah. Um a friend who's a stylist had a gig that he couldn't do because he was in New York, not LA. And it was like basically what had happened was they had booked Grace Jones for the cover of this magazine, and Saint Laurent was sponsoring the cover. But the celebrity liaison between Saint Laurent and Grace Jones didn't want to wait for Grace Jones anymore because she was six hours late to set. <laughs> 
as Grace Jones does. Yeah, like anyone who knows anything about Grace Jones is like, oh, yep, yeah, duh. <laughs> Tell her it's going to be the day before. Yeah. So um, he left. And so I went to this guy's house in the Hollywood Hills, and he had all this crazy art of Divine because he was Divine's best friend. So oh. there was all this Antonio Lopez art in like Francis Bacon paintings around. Oh my god. It was really crazy. That's insane. <laughs> and then waited for another like four hours for Grace Jones to show up. And then she showed up and it was amazing. And I bet she's a fucking icon and legend. And who cares if she's late? I, I remember you saying that like you got the call and they were like our liaison is leaving right now. You've got to come and take over. And you're like, sure, yeah, I'll be there. And then you like went two hours later because yeah. you were like, I know she's still not oh, even yeah. going to be there. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, everyone was really mad at the shoot, too. Everyone was like, I mean, I, she was famous in the 80s. How can she be doing this now? And it's like, because like, she was famous in the, the 80s. 80s. You just fucking you're said like, it. Yeah, she, like, was, <laughs> she was insanely famous in the 80s which just makes her an icon so she's still famous yeah also like we're at a fashion shoot and fashion is still referencing her like I don't like there's no like constantly Jesus yeah and this was I mean this was a few months ago and then we've all seen the like more recent footage of her at that Tommy Hilfiger show just being like I haven't seen you haven't seen leotard she's just like out dancing on the stage like she like finished the show and everyone's like this woman is in her 70s what is her secret and she's in oh, heels, yeah. just like kitty catting yeah. around, doing it sideways. The music ended. Doing it sideways. Well, she was going this way. <laughs> and then the music ends, and she kind of like, well, bring it back on. <laughs> I got to get to the other end of this runway. No, <laughs> totally. She was amazing. She was definitely that. Yeah. For sure. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, what, what do you feel like LA versus Brooklyn? In terms of what? I don't know, your just life. Like your like lifestyle. Have you even been here for a year? Yeah, I just celebrated my year. But L.A. is weird, and I feel like I have a really weird relationship with it because I don't drive. Mm. And oh. because I work in fashion, I'm pretty much in downtown all the time. Right. So that's, like, what I know about L.A. Which for people I, who don't know in L.A., like, downtown is the fabric the fashion, and fashion district and, and accessories like, and, yeah. and everything. Yeah, and it's everything. And I live right downtown so I can walk to every, you know, I walk to my grocery store and all of that. So right. a lot of that, like, Runyon Canyon type situation <laughs> is, like, not... Are you familiar? I'm people? familiar with that because I used to live in Burbank. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to fully agree with you that when I moved downtown, I, like, just stopped using my car, really, unless I'm, like, driving out somewhere, yeah. like, far. But for the most part, everything is right here that I need. So, so I never leave this area. It feels like I live in Manhattan just in, like, with Brooklyn prices. Interesting. Which I, love, which I probably should not be saying that out loud. Yeah, why did you just snitch? That was the one thing we had. Which is cheap rent. Which is so funny because I, like, even just this morning after I parked and I was walking over here, I was like, ew, why do people come down here when, For like, L.A. has so many other sort of, like, chiller, less urine-smelling oh, yeah. streets? You know, Ooh, because I live... It rained this morning and all I could think was, thank God my, like, sidewalk isn't going to smell like piss for at least a day. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's definitely the one thing that like I mean the crazies out here are Well, I used to live on, on Skid, Skid Row. Row. I know. Oh. I, he told me and I <laughs> Because, you know, my studio is right adjacent. Like, right. I'm basically oh. kissing Skid Row. Oh, I was I was making out. I was tonguing Skid Row. But it it's just, <laughs> You, like, wouldn't go out your front door. No, I, I was not a safe place to live. I just had so much space. And then we moved into a smaller unit, and then I was like, ugh, it's time to go. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's how nice. you feel about Skid Row, baby. It's crazy. But, I mean, really, there are some really good looks. They some do turn. Really good looks. Really? Yeah. I've seen some really amazing looks. I've seen a couple of my old wigs go by, too. Stop. Because so you, you got just, rid of them by just throwing, throwing them, them out the, the window. window. You're, yeah. so, you're so it horrible. It sounds terrible, but I could throw a shirt out and it could get caught before it hit the ground. That's what I... I mean, I've done that for yeah. sure. Right? So what do you mean? Like, innovation when it comes to the looks? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's totally not politically correct, right. even like, you know, but it's so... But you see fashion everywhere in the world, so you're walking along Skid <laughs> yeah, Row I mean, and you look you and just you see... It's like, it's somewhere in between, you know, what she, what they like and what is, like, utilitarian. Mm -hmm. So it's, that's the reason why it's so cool is because, and then there's, like, no sense of, like, 
I mean, they've obviously don't have their minds about them, so there's right. no sense of grounding. Yeah. There's like two different shoes. It'll be a tent made out of well, like a week. Cinderella costume. Literally, like you never, yeah. like you just don't know. I saw one lady who was wearing a quinceanera gown and had taken all these earrings, diamond earrings, and woven them all throughout her hair. Oh, and I like, love it. And you were like, that's my next backwards. show. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's just, like, it's crazy. You know, like, the silhouettes are insane. A lot of the clothes are in, like, mid-deterioration, so that's really cool because you can't, like, you know, you just can't make that shit. It's, it's just such, like, a window into your mind that, like, it's cool that you can, like, see that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, it's also, it's, like, devastatingly sad. Of yeah. course. Like, it's not, it's, but it is, like... Yeah, I find that interesting. That is really interesting. <laughs> um, Maybe that's where I get some of my looks. No. I did make an outfit out of blankets. Though, I did, when? I will tell you a story. I have a good story. Okay, okay. So, the other night, we went to go to the Egyptian theater, my uh-huh. partner and I, to go see a movie, and we took the train back, and we're on the train, and all of a sudden, this ragged, ragged skid row drag queen comes on, you know, big fake boobs, big fake ass. She's already in a mood. She's like, don't fuck with me. I'm a 90s queen, you know, totally on it. Me. Right? We go to the next stop. She gets off and some guy starts to say something to her. I don't really see what else. So she reaches into her boobs and pulls out a knife. Uh She's like, don't fuck with me. I'm a 90s queen. And the guy, (laughs) I guess, apparently still pushed it. She goes, oh, you really want to fuck with me? So she throws her knife down, reaches into her padding and pulls out a gun. Towels, padding, and a gun—that's what I need. Oh my god! The train doors close, and we because they were out, out on the, the platform. Yeah, we go out of the station. She's like waving the gun. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! The train, the train in LA. When I first moved here, I took the train, and the train in LA is so interesting because it's like, it's like Pete. At a certain hour, it becomes tourists and people who live on the train, like yeah, people who yeah. find a way to sleep on the train overnight. But other than that, like, you know, in New York, it's yeah. like a great sort of equalizer. Mm-hmm. Everyone uses it. I mean, we've talked about this before, but it's so into the train in LA is like so fascinating. It's something that's for sure. Um, I want to talk about because when I think of you, because you and I also, um, uh, like sometimes you'll give me stuff after you make it and be like, well, it fits me, so I know it fits you. You know, Aww. like sort of similar in yeah. size. And we often sometimes talk about like, you know, bears being bears. bears being bears. Chubby, hairy people. But when I think like- of you, I think of you as like cool, hip, fashion, art, queer, that label much more than like a bear identity. What is your like, where do you fall in that world? Um, Done, Pop. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> actually, no, I think because they. Uh, yeah, I knew where I knew this question was coming, so I was oh, like, oh, oh, oh now she did research. <laughs> always coming, but yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, my I was always kind of awkward about my body until one of my first boyfriends was like not only into bears but also into like gainers, gainer fear, mm. that whole oh. situation. So I could literally like take my belly and like shake it and he would get rock hard. And I was like, okay, well like this, and obviously this isn't that bad. If like I can make somebody who I find desirable so obviously stimulating. Yeah. Right. And that gave me a lot of um, confidence moving forward. And I don't necessarily have a set type. I'm not part of the bear community per right. se. Yeah. But most of the men that I sleep with love bears, you know? So it's like I'm reaping the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I do love that. But, yeah, because I feel like I don't really uh, identify as a bear. Yeah. I just identify as like, oh, God, it's meatball. Like, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's what like, about your other self, your non-performative self? I guess I'm technically a bear, and I've, like, gone to bear events, but I, I, don't, think it, I still don't think about myself like that, because in my mind, I'm, like, petite and white. <laughs> I think I, I also think it's like such an evolution. Like we had a a, a, f- a friend of ours we interviewed a long time ago, uh, a drag queen named Cabrina Barely. Oh, and Cabrina's from a small town in Indiana. Yeah, and Midwest. has a full on like bear, bear claw, claw yeah. tattoo, and then moved to L.A. and now he's like, um, I want to like put a wig on that or do something. But he said when he found his bear community, he felt more connected and accepted and home than he had anywhere else in his life. And I think it's really interesting because, you know, it's this conversation about like coastal cities and cultural hubs and that kind of thing. And there's a lot of places where 
you know, there's three bars in town. And if there was a bear night and you go there and you have that similar experience like you just talked about, like shake your belly at someone. And and then you're like, well, I guess I belong here, you know. And if you're from a place or in a place where there are are three categories to choose from and, you know, in L.A., there's. There's 300 categories to choose from and you can continue to vine your own. I, I, I find it really interesting. And I like, I use the term bear all the time because it's easier for people to like latch on to a label of something that I do. And it helps people book me. They go, Oh, we can breathe. I'm literally just in talks to book, um, something called a Blether weekend, which is a bear <laughs> leather oh, weekend. No, no, no. that sounds like pleather. It yeah. sounds too close. And I'm excited to go there, but they were just like, "Oh, you make sense for this." You know what I mean? Yeah. And because like that label, but it, you know, it, it continues to like evolve and change and morph and. Yeah, I mean, I think it's weird, especially because living in New York, or living in Brooklyn, I should say, um, there weren't as many. I don't feel there were as many hangups and. That kind of agree with that one hundred percent. You know, whenever I'm there, it doesn't feel like the Rosemont is like a bear bar, and this bar is that bar, and it just feels like everyone's going to every single bar. Yeah, and I feel like also in the new in the Brooklyn gay community, I should say, it's like more about attitude than it is about body. Yeah, and here it's so much about body. Mm. It's like you know, in Brooklyn, you can be hot just because you're successful, because you're funny, because you dress well. Yeah. Like you don't have to have you know this like physique. That's so determined here, and I've even even here in LA, I find that being called a bear isn't really a bear. It's a muscle bear. It's not. Oh a, yeah. You know, it's not an actual bear. Yeah. It's like no, you're kind of you're a daddy. You're you know you're yeah. not really. I'm, tr- I'm trying to find where the chub chubs at. <laughs> They're on uh, what was that app? Gra- Growler. The, the Brad told us about uh, Gromer. 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 Oh yeah, Gromer. 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 That's the one. That's, that's the one. one. Speaking of, oh yeah, let's go to a break and then we'll come back. Okay. <laughs> Grommer. Okay, so we're back from our break. And- I've decided that I will have something made by you. <laughs> so oh. there you have it. Well, we'll check her schedule. Okay. Oh, that's how this works. Yeah, she's booked. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. right. Okay. Um, what a break. So now we're gonna go into our segment called Food Break, and we brought some food to have a break. What'd you yes. bring, Meats? I brought. Oh, it's it's just loose in this bag. I brought fried chicken. <laughs> it's just loose in here. Wait, <laughs> where is it from? Around the corner. So it's fresh, fresh, fresh. It's still even warm. And it's loose in a bag? It's from Astro uh, Fried Chicken and Donuts. Oh, there's a fried chicken and donuts place around the corner? Around the corner from here. Yeah, this is like the one street with like actually really good food on it. Yeah. Well, whip it out. Let's see. Will you go get the napkins while I like make this bag a plate? Did you say that thinking there's like a napkin area? There's napkins over there. Wait, Brad, do you eat meat? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just Mm -hmm. curious. Mm. How oh, is it's that? salty. Mm. Oh, it's actually okay. I mean, it's no Gus's. You I love Gus's. Where's Gus's? I haven't had any fried chicken in LA since I've been here. Well, don't get. Mm. Don't go to Red Hots or whatever. That one's really, really bad. Gus's is like all the way over on Crenshaw, but it's so good. There's also one in Burbank. But it's like my favorite, and it's a Nashville hot chicken. And I love a Nashville hot chicken. Do you like fried chicken? chicken. Or are you just like eating it because it's here? No, I like fried chicken. Mm. Popeyes. I was a big Popeyes fan in Brooklyn. Oh, Mm -hmm. right. They're everywhere in Brooklyn. Yeah. And it's so cheap for like so much food. Yeah. Seven bucks or something. You ate Popeyes for a while out here, right? Yeah, that's like all the chicken I could find out here that had any seasoning Mm. on it. I was really into Popeyes and then I saw a news story. I have a lady who found a fully fried rat no. in her Popeye's order. No, why would you say that? <laughs> That's psychotic. A full fried rat. You full know, this is just like an rat. appetizer. I feel like I'm gonna eat a whole chicken later. I'm like, I'm like, you wet my whistle and I'm ready to go. Yeah, I was like, I'm <laughs> but I'm also go. like, where are the biscuits and the gravy and the mac and cheese? I'm not saying you should have brought it's that. I'm just saying, oh, I'm, just, I'm just saying that it's food break, it's not just a, a quick full meal break, break, diva. Okay. 
So while we're Who's eating this. Who's the biggest this... diva you've ever worked with? <laughs> yes, let's hear that. Mm. Violet Chachki. You think? Isn't that your roommate? Can I say that? Well, she was my roommate. Oh, okay. Not anymore. Um, but Were you excited to see her at the Met Ball? Yeah, of course. Uh, that was incredible. We were like, we're supposed to live together here, but we had a whole like situation with a landlord that tried to scam us, and it was like a whole. Deal. I feel like people out in LA try, like, stay trying to scam people. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I went to like so many different. When I was apartment hunting mm. out here, that was the same thing that was happening. Or like, I'd get to a building, and they'd be like, "Well, that unit's not available anymore, but we can show you these three other ones." And I'm like, "Well, these aren't what I asked for at all." So I drove all the way out here for nothing. Oh, mm. got it. The old bait and switch. Yeah. I heard but that. I didn't get baited, you know what I mean? You mean masturbated? Yeah. Speaking of. It's time for our next section. <laughs> we gotta work on these transitions. It's, we're sake. new to this. <laughs> okay. Fuck talk! Fuck talk. <laughs> this is what we're gonna talk this about. This is where we talk about any weird sexual experience that you've had. Funny and or sad. We haven't had any tears yet. Oh no, we cried when I almost got raped. No, I was raped. Anyway, go on. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Okay. Follow up with that. Yeah. Follow up with that. I have grease dripping down my chin. It is a greasy chicken. Um, anything that stands out? Any sort of fun go-to? You're like, and then he pulled his dick out and he had a charm bracelet on it. That's a sickening accessory, though. That is, yeah. That like is a cock sickening. ring, but it has charms on it. Ooh. I've done that. What? Yeah. Do you like wearing a cock ring? I don't think it does no. anything. No, I don't really like wearing a cock ring. I don't really like, yeah. They get Wait, away a lot. what about the charm bracelet? Uh, I did, um, sorry, Prince Albert. Like One of my campaigns for Twitter was like a oh, yeah. Prince Albert with a, yeah, Bicala charm. <laughs> That's incredible. I love that. Give me half your napkin. I got all this grease on my hands. This is hard to talk while you eat fried chicken. Fried chicken's hard because your hands are involved. Yeah. Anyways, great job on the on the food break. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Knocked it out of the park. So I was. Oh, well, I, I can. I can go first. Yeah, go first. I after meatball, meatball threw me off a little bit. I'm With sorry. the rape story, <laughs> yeah. Which sorry, we discovered I mean, it, while interviewing someone. We were like, oh yeah, and then I just started crying. Mm-hmm. It was really intense, but a learning moment for everyone. For everyone, my therapist really helped me through that one. <clears throat> Did they listen to the show? No. Okay. <laughs> It's getting real low. You keep bringing it down here. We blame you again. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, look what you've done to our conversation. Okay, okay so what I'm, I I had um, an interesting experience the other night. Um, I always find it really interesting. I don't know if it's fucked up on my own, like in my own psyche, but I always feel like I have a lot of like separation that I like especially with like casual, more anonymous sex, where I'm like, you don't need to know what I do. Yeah, I don't want to talk to you about my feelings. And so I always find it so funny when you see those people out in real life, because part of it is like playing into this fantasy of like, oh, you just like have some apartment somewhere and we just happen to connect. But it's like, oh, we happen to connect on a bear fuck app. So it's like clearly you you're like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And so, like on Saturday night, I was out at Barracuda, and like this guy whose dick I suck, who's like three months in LA, fresh from Venezuela, who's like I used to be married to a woman. I'm I'm gay Ooh, now. So you know that dick works, and you know just this whole thing. Well, I didn't say he had kids. Oh, um, and he's like, and I like bears, and I'm learning about being here, and blah blah blah, all this stuff. And then he was like at Barracuda, and I'm like, oh girl, you're like right in the mix. Yeah, but like I had this sort of like other idea, and that really like, I don't know why it's fucked up, but it like catches me off guard. I mean, I do a similar thing where every time I say it's my first time. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's basically what he's doing by doing that. He's yeah. just like, I've never, I'm learning about the bear scene. Please teach me. I, oh. I also think I might be like um, pushing that uh, like narrative but in if, my brain. But if that's like what's in their profile, then that's the narrative they want you to like play. His into. profile is just like, look Broken at my English. He has a pumped ass. Oh, yeah. 
Which I mean, is LA. Welcome to LA. Yeah. Everyone is pumped in there. But I was like I was like touching his ass and I was like, this feels like two watermelons, like up on some stilts, like just like back here, like who's holding this up? And then it was sitting like the the fat distribute. It's like sitting so high, like the shelf. And I was oh, like, Oh god! I was like, What is this? And he was like, Oh yeah. I he goes, His English isn't great. And he just said like, I do shots here. And I was like, Okay, you better pump it up. Have, have you seen that documentary, Miss Venezuela? No, it's on Netflix. They talk about how Venezuela. It's like. They have produced the most Miss Universes out of any country. So, like, pe- beauty pageants are, like, the most important thing of Venezuela. And, wow. like, the cosmetic industry and the um, cosmetic surgery industry is, like, huge there. Oh. So a lot of people have... Fake faces. That free-floating yeah. cone just sitting in their boots. That yeah. is so bad for you, I thought, right? Doesn't well, it, like, move around? Oh, whatever. I get Botox. <laughs> what about you, man? That wasn't really a sex story. That was more of like a narrative about yeah, but a I sexual think that we're growing and and we've only had so much sex. <laughs> that uh, I want to talk that about. That I want to yeah, tell people about. Girl? Um, well, okay. We were talking about cock rings and it just reminded me of like the first time I ever tried using one when I was like a young, naive woman and... I truly had no idea what it was or what it was for when people talked about a cock ring. I was like, how... What would you do? Yep. The first time I put one on, I literally just like slid it over just my the, dick. The shaft. And I was like, I guess it just it's it lives here. No, <laughs> I, I didn't get it. And then I was like, Well, I mean, some of them do sit like that, but some of them no, do like they the, don't. Yeah, they have some that are just like a ring for just your pe- like just your penis. They have ones that go around everything. They have the ones that separate your dick and your balls. There's too much going on. How about the one the other night in the dressing room that was like it looked like it was like a metal and oh, heavy, and it looked like you know those like bougie things where you like put the wine in them so they wine at like a 45 degree angle yeah. to like aerated, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's like metal and it has a, a circle opening in it. This is what this cock ring looked like. And, it was and I metal, was like, and he dropped it. It hit the floor and everyone in the room turned around to look it was like, at what it was because it was ling, so ling, loud. Ling. And he was like, oh, it's just my cock ring. And everyone was just like, ugh. But so what it does is it, it, you feed everything through it. And then you get hard. And the, the, the like flat portion that kind of has a point on it just like presses against your taint. Oh, okay. So it, it like it's like heavy and it has a hole on one end and then the rest of it just sort of applies pressure so that it's like keeping you like hello the whole time. <laughs> well, I used to work in a sex store and I had a customer once call me and they're like, Hey, we bought one of your metal cock rings and it made me bleed. Can I return it? <laughs> Oh my! People at sex and what it's they say and do in a sex store is so yeah. wild. I was like, maybe like, absolutely not. What are you talking about? <laughs> that was like the story where the guy bought a dildo and then got it stuck up his ass and came back into the store and was like, "Do you know how to get this uh, out of me?" Oh yeah, with Nabor. And the, at and trade. Nabor was just like, "Go, Go to, to a hospital!" hospital. Yeah. Like what? I'm not. I'm not, I'm not here for that. Oh my god! What were you gonna say about cock rings? Oh, well, my story kind of, there was this, I was back in New York, back in the good old days. It was the first time I used a cock ring and didn't know what it was as well. So I was at Pieces. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm, maybe we've heard of it. Uh, Is this Candy still Mew. around? Yes, it's still around. Candy Muse still does shows there. Um, <laughs> Your savior, Candy Muse. I fucking am obsessed with Candy Muse. What's She's, the grease? Uh, what? <laughs> what is the grease? <laughs> Did you see the one of her just like reading her mom the other day in the car? Her mom hates that she does drag and she's just like, you're mad and you're going to stay mad, mama. I was like, okay. I feel like you and Candy should have like a, a show. Yeah. yeah, that would be stunning. Um, so I was at pieces. I met this very muscly, like big guy and I'd never been with someone who was like that big and muscly and like such a daddy. And so I like snuck off with him so my friends wouldn't see because I felt like they would judge me if I was sleeping with an older gentleman. Like you do me every time. Okay, but he was not 75, Diva. Okay, Diva. Grace Jones, 75. And I wouldn't fuck her. (laughs) 75 can be hot. I will back you up on this. I will totally back you up. No, 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 no. 75 can be hot. (laughs) Not the 75-year-olds that he's picking, though, Diva. Anyway, let's not get into this. (laughs) Keep talking. I'm I'm going to eat more chicken. So we go back to his apartment. And I think I just got, like, super nervous because he was, like, in my mind, he was, like, so hot. He looked like the epitome of, like, a fit porn star. And so I couldn't get it up. And he was like, hold on. We'll just get you a uh, cock ring. And I put it on, and it was, like, too small. And it wasn't, like, I wasn't getting hard. It was just, like, 
starting to get like purple and cold. No. <laughs> and I was like, um, I cold? don't think this is working. And he was like just trying to like blow me with it on. And then he was like, have you ever had your ass eaten? And it was like the first time that this was going to happen to And I was like, no. And then he was just, you know, doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Girl, that sounds like a big night for you. It was a huge night for me. And then I just started to get very, very, very violently uncomfortable with like everything that was happening because it was like cockering on, getting my ass eaten (laughs) in a stranger's house. I slowly started to sober up and I was like, I gotta go. (laughs) So you know me, I just like kind of toot a little pop up and I'm like, I have to leave. Toot? You farted in his face so you could leave? Yeah. That's but it was insane. like it was, it's more that like I had been holding it in for so long and didn't know what to do with it. Cause you know when you're on your hands and knees and your ass is up, that's the per- prime time, baby. <laughs> your body's for, like your body. fart. Let's do it. Let's fucking fart. Let's let's But this, this guy's gas. tongue was in my mouth and I was just like so relaxed and then it was Oh my god. So uh, <laughs> And what and was I, his reaction when you like, farted in his face? You just fart in my mouth? And you were like, and I, I gotta like, go. I'm so sorry, it was my first time. I just I think I should just go. You stole his cock ring? I left with a cock ring. And then he messaged me because he knew, I guess, one of the bartenders who knew me and he like messaged me for it back. And it was like basically like one of those rubber band things that you wore like when you were strong. Yeah, it was like one of those. (laughs) And I was like, he can just not get it back because you fell in love with it. No, I still don't wear cock rings. I hate them. Have you seen the ones? Okay, it's like a leather strap and you put it on your balls and it just tugs your balls. Yeah. Wild. Have you seen the ones made out of metal? Yeah. Those are like weighted. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen like the chastity cock, cock rings that are like oh, yeah, that you cages can't. and rings? Yeah, and then and if you get hard in it, it like you're not just supposed presses to. up against it. But guys, like let's talk about sounding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I saw a video of a guy sounding and then like someone tried to blow him with the thing in and it like shot out of him. <laughs> Are you into sounding? Do you have like a what's, no, your, what what's the with? weirdest thing you're into? Hmm. I don't really have anything that's that's that weird, especially no. considering like some of the things that I've encountered. Yeah. You know, like I really like the aesthetics of puppy play, but I'm not into puppy play. Same. I but I I'm like, so excited for someone to elevate that aesthetic. Yes. Well, that's like then you get into furry, right? Right. But Which I just I also mean, love, but I'm not like into yiffing or any of that. Like. I just mean like there's like yiffing. the puppy masks and like the paws and the whole yiffing. thing. Yeah. There's like a lot of there's like that's a, what they call it when they when the furries get together. Yeah, it's called yiffing. Yiffing is what furries fucking is called. Yeah. All right. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there could be like a very like sort of sleek and interesting like higher fashion elevated aesthetic of what the puppy paraphernalia is. No, totally. totally. But I also know that like there are a couple brands who like make that like leather or that make the like latex rubber stuff and they just like churn it out and it's like that's kind of their only option well, unless they seen, can like, make the it themselves. Well, you've seen like the rubber masks too. They do the really realistic ones and stuff. Of humans or of dogs? Of dogs. Of dogs. Yes. Rough Trade has like a pug and a German shepherd. The human ones are wild too. Mask yeah. the full uh, mask. Yeah. I want to paint my face I on one of those too. so bad. You should do a whole show where everyone is in one of those masks. Oh, and no, like, I trust me, it's on the midpoint. <laughs> Always on the mood board. Always on the mood board. When I did the porn, I was researching a lot of like crazy fetish stuff, and I found this video that I can never find again. But it's literally this woman who's a dominatrix, and she's tying this guy up in like full inflatable rubber gear, you know, like head to toe Mm -hmm. onto an inflatable rubber tire. And she and they're like in a kind of a scenic scene in a lake. It's like nothing, you know, no cars Uh or anything, and she just pushes him out into the lake. And he's like tied to this rubber dinghy, and he's just kind of like flailing a little bit. But oh, there's my God. no one around. It's just nature. It's so major. It's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So we should mention this that Brad produced. It was a B Collab uh, and Cocky Boys collaborative porn that was also like a fashion presentation. Yeah. And you did all the looks for it, and yes. it's like it's so fucking cool. It's like art, art directed, and but they're really fucking. It's like sex, it's porn, it's fashion, it's everything. It's amazing. Does it have a title? Um, it was part of Colby's Does America. Oh, it was his New York. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Colby Keller was in it, and that fucking before um, he like went off the deep. End. Right. Of course. <laughs> oh, I was like, Ooh, I don't and, it was, and you had that really amazing pink 
a jacket with mm-hmm. like the bouncing mouth. Yeah. It's oh. so sick. So if you're over 18 and you like to look at pornos, go find the Cocky Boys B Kala collaborative. Colby Keller does New York. Yeah, I'm gonna it's go watch it right now. Can yeah. I watch porn on your Wi-Fi? <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, so we want to thank you so much for being here. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, where? So we said already, people can find you on Instagram at bkala bkala. Yes. Um, and you have a web store where people can buy shirts and garments and, and those everything. Fringe shorts. Yes, Ugh, I love those. those fringe shorts and. You can order custom for me if you have the budget. <laughs> yes, honey. I'm logging in right now. Come with the correct budget. Mm. I'm doing a panel at DragCon. Oh! Oh! This will be out after that. After Wait, that. What? So Should, how what? was your sickening panel at DragCon? It was really sickening. <laughs> I love that. So is mine. Oh, yeah. Well... What panel? What panel did you do? I'm gonna. I did comedy queens with Nina West and oh, yes. Devin Green and just call her Nina Breast the whole time. Nina Breast. Nina Breast. Um, okay. Well, we've done it. Thanks so much for listening to Sloppy Seconds. You can follow us on Instagram at Sloppy Pod, or you can send us an email being rude to Meatball or sending pictures of your silicone dicks flopping around. Are we or, still doing that? I guess that would be video. I want to get you a silicone dick. I really want to have Live you seen one of these studio. silicone dicks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want one for here. real here in the studio I want to play with it and we'll talk about it too it won't Is just okay? be we yes. might have to record somewhere I mean I feel else. like it's you okay. can find that can't you yeah. they're pretty plentiful I think, I, we've no, been I think trying. the issue is that a lot of them don't want to be like objectified like that because no but that's the point also that's the point the so point like, of why pumping it I is for people to, to see this giant thing that's in your pants I think we're just not asking the right people well then don't do it if I don't okay well then I mean do you want me to try to do it or not yeah I would like to see your pump dicks I mean I would too so you can send me you're close by so you can email Tell us at sloppy seconds pod at gmail.com. I'm Big Dipper Jelly on Instagram. And I'm at Spiciest Meatball on Instagram. And make sure to subscribe to our podcast. This is our new podcast. We're very excited to have you subscribe to it. Subscribe to it. Forever. Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball is a forever dog podcast. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Mixed and mastered by Alex Sarche. Our logo art is by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.